the blanket and clock tightly in her arms, Nancy scrambled over the piled-up furniture as she struggled to get out of the truck before it was too late. Hello and welcome back to Books Are Back. I'm Ursula. I'm Catherine. I'm Ursula's mum. And today we will be reading the Nancy Drew Mystery Stories, The Secret of the Old Clock by Caroline Keane. So welcome back to Books Are Back. Mm. On this podcast... Ursula reads books that I enjoyed when I was a child and then we discuss whether she enjoyed them as much. I don't read the books again. It's up to Ursula to tell me if they were any good and I try to remember how I felt when I read them. Having said that, this week, Ursula, I have to tell you, I have no idea whether I have read Nancy Drew and the Secret of the Old Clock. I've just... (laughs) I've chosen it because it's the first one in the Nancy Drew series and I'm assuming I read it because I did read lots and lots of Nancy Drew. I read so much. So you've completely defied the point of the podcast where you read things that you remember. Yeah. I read so much Nancy Drew that I considered starting reading The Hardy Boys. So, so you know, you probably will actually know none of the answers to my quiz because you've not actually read it. It's possible I started... Somewhere in the middle of the series. There are a lot of Nancy Drew books. Anyway. I am well aware of that. There seem to be... 64. (laughs) 64, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I remember reading them when I was a kid. What I got from them was... I remember... Nancy Drew, I was very confused about how old she was. I had a perception yeah. that she was a child, and then she's not. You, you think of her one way and then you see the illustrations and actually that's not what you thought. Yeah, and they used to say it was Nancy Drew, teen detective, but she wasn't really a child. She's she, kind she, of an adult. I think she's like maybe like 19 to 21 kind of age. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Is that the feeling you get? No, I thought that she was 15 for some reason or other, which I can't remember right now. Um, But then it talks about, you know, she's been in high school, she's got a driving licence. Maybe I thought, what, is she 17 maybe? And then I saw the illustrations and they show her being a lot taller and looking a lot older. Yeah, so apparently, originally she was kind of 16, but the... They changed that because people were saying, this is just not credible. This is clearly Fiction. an adult. <laughs> so now the idea is that Nancy Drew is 18. Mm-hmm. And I certainly remember being a bit confused about having assumed she was a child and then finding out that she just seems more grown up. She's Adolescent. Seems, she seems to, like, she does stuff like run her father's household for him. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, and she like goes to camp, which you would think of like as a teenager's activity. Oh right, now I've forgotten that. So she, what? She goes to camp to be looked after. No, like she goes to a camp, because she gets invited by a friend to her grandmother's camp, but because she wants to do some investigating. Right. Okay. She seems like more like the kind of person that would run a camp than be looked after at a camp. It is not exactly like that. Uh, the, the grandmother runs the camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and is invited to her child, Helen, or her granddaughter, Helen, 
and all of Helen's friends if they wanted to come and like do the activities, but they're not going to have a counselor or anything. Okay, right, cool. So, do they do like physical stuff? Do they do like yeah. white water rafting or? Uh, well, they 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 go hiking and they go pearlboating, and then Nancy has to break away to do her investigating. Okay, that's exciting. So, what did you make of it? I thought it was really cool. Can you tell us what the book's about? <laughs> it's about a girl called Nancy Jew and an old clock. <laughs> What's in the old clock, Carla? I cannot reveal that. Is there something in it? Mm, no. <laughs> sounds Maybe. Ex- <laughs> sounds exciting kind of. from the back. She's she's trapped. Mm-hmm. Has she been kidnapped? Uh, no. Uh, kind of. Uh, she gets locked in a cupboard. Then she gets in a van. She struggled to get out of the truck before it was too late. So, Nancy Drew is coming home from delivering some papers to her father. Uh, and she, for reasons which are in the quiz, so I'll explain them later, goes in and meets the Turners right, in their, into their house and their, little do- and their little girl. So there's Mary Enid, I think it is, and... Judy. And so she finds out that they have a, their father's cousin has recently died and the will was not how people expected it was going to turn out. He was expected to leave vast sums of money to loads of different relatives who'd looked after him and been close to him all over the years and stuff. But instead a will is revealed that says that one family who are called the who are called the Toppins, and have got everything from his estate. And so Nancy sets out to try and find out, because most people think there was a lateral will written, uh, to find that lateral will. Interesting. So it's not a murder mystery? No. Her father's a lawyer. Are there, like, clues to follow? Is it a detective type? Not really. She kind of uses almost logic. Right. She talks to lots of the family members and tries to work things out from there. I've been reading Agatha Christie while you've been reading Caroline Keaton. But there was a murder in that. Which one? The Crooked House. Yeah, you told me about that. Quite dark. It was quite dark. I'm afraid I revealed a twist. Anyway, going back to Caroline Keaton. Did you like the character of Nancy Drew? Yeah, I thought she was really well written. I thought everyone was really well written. I thought it was um, a good style of writing. Very descriptive, but not, you know, not how they try and encourage you to write at school, where it's like, and I want in each sentence, I want at least two adjectives. She's not afraid to, you know, have a paragraph where she doesn't be descriptive. What other characters are there? Who Who stood out for you? Her father... Very interesting character. The Turners, quite interesting. Uh, the Hoovers, which are another member of the family. Who, well, another group of people who were, thought they were going to get money um, from Joshua Cowell. Uh, I thought that the I thought the Toppins were quite well written. Are they the wrong ones? They're not wrong ones. They, they, they do believe that they found the will. And they're just neglecting to think that there might be another one because this world goes the way that they need it to go. 
Did you find the solution satisfying? Yes, I did. It was a good solution. It wasn't, you know, a bad solution where it turns out anyone actually died and they've been hiding in a cave or something. You look like maybe that's happened in a book you've read. Uh, kind of. I, I, I can't really give a, a proper uh, realisation or a um, time or a place or a book because otherwise it kind of spoils. But yeah. I do have a long-standing feud against actually one of my favourite series. It's because of it. Okay, so that's a murder mystery with no murder. Look out for that one when you're reading. <laughs> These books were written a long time ago. A very long time ago. Before you? Long before me. Before Grandma? Yeah. Before Grandma's dad? No, <laughs> no. Just before Grandma. So... How did it compare to a modern I would have thought it was maybe written for children? D- different, different, definitely. It's much more... It is written for children, but it's not written for children. If that makes sense. They're not, like, using child's language or trying to, you know, be very basic about it. They've written an adult's book and then gone, actually, I think children would like that more. Let's... Name the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Robin Stevens writes murder <laughs> mysteries for children, does she not? Yes, she does. It seems like she's the got diff- crimes in that are more extreme. Yeah, she's got a very different writing style because she writes in the first person. Uh, and so obviously she's got to write it. She doesn't have very much creative freedom because she's got to write it as if it is Hazel who is writing it. She can't write it herself, but how she'd like to write it. She's got to use, you know, vocabulary that a 15-year-old would know. Right. And stuff. She's quite limited. Right. So it's very kind of different. Is it scarier? No. That's actually scarier. Nancy Drew was scarier? Yeah. Why? Because she got locked in the wardrobe and thought she was going to die. Okay. And I suppose because <laughs> it's not written in the first person, she could have died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that is maybe more scary. Because <laughs> you know you can't exactly have. I have now died. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't remember thrills, but I remember a lot of a lot of woods. Yeah. Does any of the action take place in woods? No. They need to stumble into a wood to catch a lorry. Yeah. I wonder if I've read it. Would you like to hear more about Caroline King? Yes, I would. Okay, I think lots of listeners will know that Caroline Keane is not a real person. Really? What? 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 But is it pen name? It's not. Yeah, mm, sort of. She's not a real. So is this like this? Um, a little house in the big woods, where there's a debate about whether or not it's actually her who wrote it. No, it's it's different again. It's different again. Let me tell you this. So the first Nancy Drew book um, came out in 1930. So that's... That is six years before Grandma was born. Six years before Grandma was born, okay. Um, And after a few had been published, a librarian wrote in to the publishers to say, these are great. Who's writing them? Who's writing them? Tell us more about Caroline Keane. And they got a letter back that said... (laughs) It said... In reply to your letter, I must bring to your attention the fact that there are many people in official, political or professional life who have the urge to write books, especially for young people, 
but who, for various reasons, deem it inadvisable to attach their own names to their stories. Owing to a like situation, the real identity of Caroline Keane must remain a mystery. Signed, Secretary to Caroline Keane. But that letter is not really telling the whole truth. That suggests <laughs> that maybe Caroline Keane is a, a senator or something. These a are American politician. books. Um, who doesn't want people to the know. president. Exactly. Who doesn't want people to know. Like, like a pen name. Yeah. That's not the case. Is it multiple people writing the stories? It's multiple people writing the stories. That's Fourth time lucky! So the Nancy Drew mysteries were dreamt up by a man called Edward Stratmire. 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 And he had been... No, I don't think so. He had been writing mystery stories and for children since the end of the 19th century. And as he had picked up pace writing books, he realised he couldn't keep up with writing them all himself. He had so many ideas for characters. He wrote books um, about characters called the Bobsy Twins, the Hardy Boys, Tom Swift, the Rover Boys. So and were they all under Caroline Keane? No, he had a different pseudonym for each series. Mm-hmm. And he eventually realised that what he would have to do would be to... Employ other people to write his books for him. Exactly. So the first Nancy Drew mystery, he wrote a synopsis. He described the character. He put quite a lot of work into coming up with the character and the name. And he wrote a synopsis, a two-page synopsis, of what he wanted the story to be. And it was written by a lady called Mildred Wirt Benson. And she wrote quite a lot of the Nancy Drew mysteries. Was she German? I don't think so. <laughs> I, you are aware of the fact that now every time you mention name, I'm going to ask if she... Is he slash she German? No, I don't think <laughs> anyone involved is German. They tend to be American journalists. Mm-hmm. But Mildred didn't write them all. She didn't write all 64 and different people wrote them. Strathmore himself didn't, write didn't live much longer. Oh. And he left his business, which was called the Strathmore Syndicate, to his two daughters, Harriet and Edmund, Edna, and Harriet was more interested, and Edna sold her half to, to Harriet. And Harriet worked on all of the stories throughout her life, and she wrote all the outlines for lots of the Nancy Drews. And in the 1950s, she went through the stories and updated them and shortened them. So this won't be exactly the same version that was published in 1930. The one that you read, maybe? I think this will be the one that I read in the 70s. So no one really knew about the existence of the Strathmore Syndicate until they sued their publisher in the 1970s. Wait, what? Why? And then it all came out. Um, so Why I, did they sue their publisher? I think it might have been the other way around, actually. I think maybe their publisher sued them because they wanted to place their paperbacks with a different publisher. And their publisher said, but we own the Nancy Drew character. And the Strathmore Syndicate said, no, no, we own, we own it. Yeah, and a court had to decide. So Who doesn't it? The court decided that the publishers kept, kept the rights to the ones that had already been published, but that the new books um, could be placed anywhere. Trust me to know the answer to that question. <laughs> what, you mean because you're Googling? Oh, that, okay, so I've got that. That's something I did Google. Yeah. What was the result of that case? Good, good. So, I would recommend 
to anybody who is interested in this story, the website of a man called James Keyline, where I got a lot of this information, um, and he's got a really good website that goes into all of the Strathmore Syndicate's different series, lots of pictures of vintage books, very interesting. And one thing I did pick up was that when the stories were rewritten, the Nancy Drew stories, some of them were completely rewritten, and something caught my eye. He says that there was a book called The Mystery at the Moss-Covered Mansion, 1941, when it was... a big house with lots of moths in it. Moss. Oh, moss. Moss. In 1941, when it was first written, it was about a stolen heirloom. But in 1971, when it was rewritten, it was about stolen missile parts at Cape Canaveral. And I thought, now that I remember reading, because I remember being fascinated by this Cape Canaveral. It just seemed as though everyone in America would know where this was. And you were like, where the earth And I couldn't work out if it was Cape Carnival. (laughs) I just really remember being hung up on this carnival aspect and whether it was just a big circus um so i think i did read that one anyway i was very pleased with this copy of the secret of the old clock that i got for you at ginger and pickles in stockbridge because it's a nice little hardback which they're publishing now pretty much the same price as a paperback oh that's quite cool and i think it does give a fair impression that she's a Mm -hmm. she's a young lady yeah the, the illustrations definitely they show her with that very classic kind of uh, late 1800s to early 1900 kind of bob but wavy hairstyle yeah but the illustrations are obviously quite old aren't they yeah so have you got a quiz yeah i do um right let us quiz <laughs> um okay so question number one At the start of the book, Nancy has just received quite a big gift from her father. Can you remember what it is? Is it a car? Yes. Can you be more specific? A roadster. It's a convertible. Yes. Even more specific. Is it red? It's dark blue. That's pretty... It's still... Like, that's good. Like, getting a convertible. Um, Okay, so what's the camp that Helen's aunt owns called? Pine something. I thought it was Moonlight. Oh, well, I mean, you're looking doubtful there because I look so confident, but I made made that up. I made up the Pine thing. Okay, yeah, Moonlight. Okay. Um, Okay, Uh, that was quite a hard one, I think. Do you remember how she actually meets the Turners? Got something to do with Judy? No. So Judy's playing on a wall... And this van comes racing at her and she falls off backwards uh, and into a pond. And Nancy pulls over, runs in, fishes her out and takes her up to her aunt's. And then that's why she finds out about the mystery and starts to learn all of this. So, I mean, she is the kind of girl that... Jumps in a pond. Jump in a pond. (laughs) And, you know, do genuine life-saving and probably... Wetting. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, good work. Well, I got one out of three. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well, th- th- that's okay, you know, due to the fact that you haven't actually read it. <laughs> Maybe. <if you're. laughs> would you read more? Yes, I would. 
I wouldn't especially go out and like look for one, but I think if I saw one, I'd definitely get it. Do you think there might be any in the school library? Maybe. Any of the 66 Dance Drew books? I don't know. I haven't seen them around. I've, I, I'll check under K, but I'm not sure. Well, I, I remember. I, I loved them. I wasn't mm-hmm. put off by the fact I couldn't work out how old Nancy was. <laughs> I think these were the definitely the fashionable mysteries in, in my day. And I enjoyed reading my Agatha Christie this week while you were reading this. Now, I was going to say to the listeners this week, keep listening, keep telling your friends about Books Are Back, because we've agreed... That if we get 500 downloads for our podcast... Which we're very, very, very close to. We are quite close to. We've got more than 450 downloads. Um, then we will do a... Special episode. A reverse episode where Ursula chooses a book and I read it. Yep. Will I get to write a quiz? No, because I'll do badly. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yes, yes, you'll get to write a quiz. Um... Review the podcast on your favourite podcast platform. Tell your friends to listen to it. Listen to an extra episode and we'll soon be at 500 episodes and we will do a reverse version. Right, Ursula. Yep. Do you want to know what we're reading next? Yes, I do. I have brought A Necklace of Raindrops by Joan Aitken. Now, I can see you looking... Slightly concerned. I have read you one of these stories when you were a bit younger and we had to stop because you found it... Disturbing? Too strong. <laughs> it, you were, it, it was emotional. So I've waited a few years and I think <laughs> you could tackle them. Um, there are several stories in the book and I suggest you read two or three and see how you get on. And we will catch up next week on... Books are back. Where it turns out that, you know, I, I decided to read all the ones that you never got around to reading. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thing. Bye. Goodbye.